You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very well, welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Druid Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. And I've got Claire with me as well. How are Hello, you? Hello, I'm very excited to be on no your show. No guests this week. I don't often get to be on your show. No, no, not that, because so, we get loads of guests. I know, you're always having guests, We've so I'm that, the lucky uh, one today. We've got Dr Jonathan Leach in a few weeks, you know, yeah. one of the PTSD experts who was honoured at the Queen's um, New Year's Honours, so he's coming in, so that's Amazing. good. So we have got people in the pipeline, but um, yeah, we're just going to talk through a few new stories this week. Now, this was the one I mentioned to you last week that I couldn't yet release because I hadn't got around to writing it and you were very excited by it. Um, A new heat network which could be established in Bromsgrove has the potential to reduce the heating carbon footprint of some of the town's public buildings long term by 30 to 60 percent. This is amazing. This is like the future. It's it's happening right in front of our eyes, isn't it? It is. And it's one of your old places of... of, It's at Bromsgrove School. Bromsgrove School. Now... Bear with me because I'm, I'm no scientific expert, so I'm going to try and talk you through this um, in layman's terms. Hopefully, me talking about it in a simple way will, you, will make it. Well, I hope you are making it simple because in yeah. in my mind, I'm imagining Bromsgrove School like sitting on top of a volcano or something. No, well, this was I, I had such an issue yesterday because I was talking to the officers about this, and they were like, "Please be careful what picture you use. I don't want you to like use any space agey." Uh, metallic silver thing you know like some of the buildings can be these days so i found one um called bun hill energy center which is in islington in london and it's lovely it's a lovely little wooden building with a wooden tower and because uh, obviously the well, as you know the uh the historic buildings in bromsgrove school if this all does happen we're not sure if it will happen yet but because it's the viability test has been done but if it does happen then it's going to need to be in keeping with Bromsgrove School. So what is it though, Tris? Right. It's Here we go. This is what happens. The idea is they're going to drill a borehole to start with to test to see if it's viable. Now that could be because the ground might be heavy clay or they might not be able to get down as easy. They've got to go 200 metres underground. That takes you to an aquifer where the, the earth um, naturally warms wa- the water. And that's going to be pumped out through insulated pipes, heated up a little bit more. I think they will have to use fossil fuels for that process. But then through a network of insulated pipes, this hot water will go to a number of public buildings. The ones they've got on the list so far are Bromsgrove School, of course, naturally, because it's on their site. South Bromsgrove High, Parkside and Meadows Schools, the Princess of Wales Community Hospital, um, the Council House at Parkside, some retirement, retirement, living accommodation, care homes and the Howe College campus. Now, the beauty of a heat network is, and an energy centre, which is what this will be, is once you've put people initially on the system, they don't want to just, you know, if people have got boilers that have still got like 20, 25, 30 years left of wear in them, I don't know how long a, a boiler lasts, but if they've still got that, that amount of tread left in them, let's say, what they'll do is they'll wait till those... Uh, boilers come to the end of their shelf life and then they could add them to the this is genius to the um, pipes now one of the buildings mentioned was Asda but I think Asda have have just um, this was said in a public meeting so I'm not bridging any confidence or anything I think Asda just had a new heating system which has got like 11, 15 year year, um, shelf life so if this was to go ahead Asda might be one of the ones that come on board as well so once it's done though Tris is it basically like free energy then well it Obviously, they're going to have to heat the water. But it's using the And they're going to have to maintain it. It's using the earth's natural... You can get them nowadays, can't you? You can get these um, taps in, in private homes. My um, 
my cousin, I don't know if she listens to this, but my cousin's got one. It was incredible. It's just instant hot water. What do you mean? And so, like, it's a tap. Yeah. And then when you turn it on, it just, boiling water comes I, out the tap. There from, are these systems. The I think that's, I think that's how they do that as well. Yeah, yeah. so they, so they do it. It's, it's massive in Scandinavian countries, which, of course, are leading the world when it comes to climate change. And, yeah, and it's just instant hot water. I, don't, I think it might be costly to put the, um, the units in and stuff, mm. but you literally get... I mean, I drink enough coffee as it is. Can you imagine if I had instant boiling water? I'd be doubling my caffeine intake. Because yeah. you wouldn't have to boil a kettle again. You just... And, and, and for washing up and, and for veg, if you're doing your veg, you just do it. It is dangerous, obviously, for kids. You have to make sure because it's, mm. it's in, it is really instant boiling water. So that's what happened. So I think... The second heating process, the already warm water wouldn't take as much heat as heating from scratch. So they heat the already warm water to about 90 degrees, I think they said. Then they put it through the insulated pipes and then that goes around the buildings as they can use still, a lot of them will still be able to use their current heating systems. It will just be that the water's coming from this energy centre rather than from their own boiler. So you would do away with boilers completely. Nobody would have to have an individual boiler. I don't know what it would be like if it broke down or there was something mm. wrong. Obviously, the whole town would go out then. But um, that's the general idea. So the buildings on the network would have all the heat they require. And as I say, with regard to um, Kath Manning, who's um, a genius from Bromsgrove District Council, she's, a, she's the um, climate change officer. Mm. Years ago, we would never have had a climate change officer, would we? So that just <laughs> shows you how far we've come. Um, but she was saying that... Um, the heat of buildings with regard to the carbon footprints or decarbonisation, um, that's one of the hardest things to do. And this is the best way of doing it. I love it. So the next stage is dig the borehole, see if it's viable. That's going to cost um, 100000 for the borehole, 250000 for the initial exploration. Then the money there is still, some of it's hopefully going to be coming from BDHT and um, the health trusts, because obviously they're going to have buildings on there. Bromsgrove School have given up 10 grand as well, and the council as well. Most of it, though, is going to come from the HNDU, the Heat Network Development Unit, I want to say. And you said that without even looking down. I know, and reading yeah. It. So uh, I don't think I've, I copied that bit out of the, <laughs> the story. So that's like, obviously the government. It's in the government's best interest to support these schemes. So this would cost between 15 and 20 million pounds to implement, but obviously the long-term benefits. It also brings jobs to the area because people are going to have to build this energy centre and, and you're going to have all different contractors. The viability, more will be known about whether they can do the viability project in April, start of the financial year. If it is viable, it's going to take a year for the testing and the detailed development and how it's going to work before anything else is put in the ground. Then I think we're probably looking at 2022 um, for work to start on it. But, you know, when people are talking about carbon neutrality, that they're always talking about 2050, 2040, 2030. So I reckon 2022 would not be bad to get a scheme like this in place. Amazing. Now, it does sound exciting to us, obviously, but apparently Nottingham, Southampton and Birmingham as well. And Redditch has even got one, I think. I think Redditch has got one with the uh, Abbey Stadium, with the crematorium, as you know. Well, from, they, if, you've <laughs> my, if you've seen my stand-up, you'll know. Um, yeah, they'll... Um, the Reddish has already got one uh, centred around there somehow. Um, but Birmingham's one is incorporated into Birmingham New Street Station, so you wouldn't even notice it was there, because obviously that vast building. 
but I'm just fascinated. I've never heard it before. Like, I understand the crematorium is yeah. using that heat to heat elsewhere, but I find this just fascinating because yeah. it's using the Earth's core. It is using core. the Earth's core. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just seems to be the future, Stop doesn't it? stops you getting directly to Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you could frazzle. tunnel straight through. You'll frazzle. <laughs> You'll be pretty, pretty frazzle when you come out. Um, the other thing as well is this could have long-term economical benefits because Bromsgrove District Council and say Bromsgrove District Housing Trust, say Bromsgrove School paid into the scheme, they could buy partners on board to help cover the cost, but then they could effectively be an energy centre. Mm. So they could take money off the big boys, I won't mention any companies, but we, know, we all know the big energy suppliers, take money off them and actually become like an energy provider, and that will give you a steady stream of income going forward. It's amazing news. I love this story. Are you going to keep us informed? We're going to keep you informed. I'm going to have a little... Journey down the borehole, see what's down. No, no, I'm not really. Um, claustrophobia. Um, if you've got any views on this, editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, editor at droidwoodstandard.co.uk, or any uh, climate change issues, because our letters page needs filling every week, folks. It, it is a bit full, full this week, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Um, so please, uh, yeah, get in touch with us on any subject, really, um, if you want to have your say. Now, this is exciting news out today. Homes across Bromsgrove District have been snapped up so fast that the town finished the third highest in the UK for having the quickest property, residential property sales well, it is last year. It is one of the best places it in the world the best to, place live. to live. And um, on average last year, a home, according to getagent.co.uk, the average time for a, um, a home to sell, or so a home, a house or a flat, private rent, rent, um, sales market, 197 days in Bromsgrove. Mm-hmm. That put them third behind Torfean. Torf- I don't know how you pronounce that it's in Wales. Torfean. It's there with a Welsh accent, Tristan. Torfean in Wales. They take 193 days to sell <laughs> there. And then we've got Nuneaton and Bedworth, which is back in the Midlands. 191 days there. The data looked at the total average time to sell a home throughout 2019 from the first date it was listed right through to when it was um, marked for uh, sold by the land registry. So that would have been when it was completed. So Bromsgrove, 197 days. Torfean in Wales, 193. And Uneaton and Bedworth, 191. Um, what happened was North Worcestershire fared well as well. The average um, selling time for residential property in the UK overall was 256 days. So Bromsgrove's beaten that by 59 days. And then 295 days in London from first listing to completion. North Worcestershire fared really well. Redditch finished 12th with an average of 209 days, but Bromsgrove still beat you. And uh, just thought I'd slip that in. And then Wire Forest 15th with 212. The expert from um, getagent.co.uk, the founder and CEO, Colby Short, he said the result of the election spurred a property market revival because the market had been quite slumpy, if that's the word, sluggish, I suppose. <laughs> Um, because of obviously the Brexit uncertainty and he said because of that he's predicting a prosperous 2020. Well I had a meeting with some of the estate agents last week and they're all saying already people are starting to list their houses again and it's all moving it's all so hopefully you know getting Brexit done is going to have one good benefit at least. Well it will be getting done on Friday. Yeah well we hope. You never know. Not done done. Oh yeah the European (laughs) Parliament are voting on it today but it's supposed to be a bit of a uh, it's supposed to be unlikely that they would turn that down but um, yeah so we'll get well we say get Brexit done but 
get the process of Brexit started, really, because we've got obviously this transition period to the end of the year. But you all know about that anyway, because it's been non-stop on our other media outlets with Robert Peston and Laura Koonsberg with our nightly updates and stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, so you all know about that anyway, so we don't need to go into Brexit here. Um, plans are being made for Bromsgrove to have its first LGBTQ plus Pride Festival. I read this on your website and you had so many amazing comments and we people did. are really getting behind people this. Are really up, uh, people are really up for this um, because a Pride committee has been set up by residents Ocean Riley who is eager to get the project off the ground. We've got to start off small with a pride-themed market in the town centre. That's what I thought it's going to start off with. But sometimes, you know, if you get enough support, you might be able to get a little bit more than you want. And um, that's going to build up to hopefully a full-on festival and parade. The next committee meeting is going to be held at the Hub, which is at Bromsgrove Baptist Church. I think it's like in the basement of the Hub. Um, at 6.30pm on Tuesday, this Tuesday, February the 4th. And if you go to the Bromsgrove Pride Facebook group, you can find out more about it. So um, you can get yourself there. And I think the funny thing was, was uh, or brilliant thing was, was that when we put this story out, me and Harry were just sitting there watching their Bromsgrove Pride group and all the members are increasing. We thought, yeah, it's having a Fantastic. positive impact. So that's good. So it's got more people on the Facebook page and they will be able to go along and take your ideas along because obviously when something's new, that's the best time to get involved in something and uh, you can help shape it. And if you've got any great ideas for Bromsgrove Pride, um, then please go along. And can I just say, I love the name Ocean Riley. He sounds like he should be a movie star or something. Yeah, they, they sound, uh, 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 sound really nice. Um, Harry spoke to them, so I don't, I don't know them personally. But um, yeah, hopefully real, we'll get them on good the podcast. And yeah, we could we could get them on the podcast. That'd yeah. be amazing. Get them on the podcast. Fantastic news. Um, at the same time, it was a crazy Thursday because I was going to get the energy story for last week, and I was going to, you know, go big on that. Um, and then Harry told me about this LGBTQ plus thing, uh, the Pride event. So I was like, oh, yeah, we'll go for that, we'll go for that. And then um, I spoke to the police about another issue. It was about um, a driver who driven their car into a hedge in Bromsgrove, um, himself like an elderly driver. And I just wanted to check whether the, um, just some details. I rang the police and they said, oh, while you're on, um, teenagers have ran amok at the multi-storey car park at Bromsgrove's Asda, pushing trolleys down stairwells into glass doors and even throwing trolleys off the top level of the multi-storey. Oh, no. Which is, I mean, the consequences of that don't bear thinking about because if there was, if there's, I don't know what time of day this was, but if it was, um, if there was shoppers about or children or, I mean, you, you can't blindly just throw a trolley off off because... A trolley falling from height could literally kill someone. Mm. So that's what PC Anna Harding was saying. She was saying this antisocial behaviour will not be tolerated. And also, she's urged parents to know where their children are and what they're up to. Because, I mean, what's, you know, what starts out as, as a bit of antisocial behaviour could end up in a, a manslaughter charge, couldn't it? If, it's, uh, if somebody was to, uh, to get hit by a, um, a trolley. Um, they have got CCTV pictures, they are reviewing them, and they will be taking them around the schools to identify. Now, head Ooh, teachers and teachers no. always amaze me because I always wonder when I take my girls to school, the um, head teacher always knows every single kid's name, and you're like, How do you do that? There's like <laughs> 200 kids in your school, so you can guarantee yeah. that 
um, when the when these CCTVs trawled around the schools, I think that'll be cool. And they also remember you years later. I bumped into yeah. an old school teacher who taught me. 25 years ago and she was like hello claire how are you and i was amazed i mean it's just incredible isn't it they're special mm. people our teachers they are. and it's normally in the pub isn't it when you're off cotton <laughs> you don't want to see anyone like that <laughs> no no it's uh, it's all good and who could blame teachers being in the pub it's a stressful day <laughs> only on a friday anyone with any information on the um as to antisocial behavior or any other antisocial behavior 101 or crime stoppers on 0800 555 now we're going to go on to the biggest issue that's affected our readers for a long, long time. The 144 bus. My letters page is bulging this week. With, <laughs> uh, it is, it is indeed. We have got, we normally, two weeks ago, I didn't even have a letters page. I had one letter and I was thankful for it mm. from the Green Party, from Bromsgrove and Redditch. And I thought, I can't really run one letter. We could put like some... There is various other letters like um, some celebrities promoting good causes and things, but in the Bromsgrove standard and the Droitwich standard, you don't want to put by, letters like that. We letters, want though, local do people. Do you mean local, like people who actually post you a letter? Or can they no, s- they can email them. Okay, they, they can email, email each other. Okay. I think probably letters that come through the post are probably about 1 in 20, 1 in 30 now, hmm. which because you have to type them in then, don't you? Or um, sometimes people send you a picture or, or like... You know, if you've got a PDF, that's fine because you can copy and paste the text. But some people, if they scan it in, they scan it in as a JPEG. Mm -hmm. So you've got to print it off then and then type it out. Um, But, um, yeah, so we've had all these letters. The 144, a new timetable's come in this week. And it was, we've spoke about this before, haven't we? There was 27 buses going from Bromsgrove to Birmingham every single day and 27 coming back from Birmingham to Bromsgrove every day. That's now been reduced to 15 going one way and 12 the other. So it's... 27 both ways so not everyone so they drop off half. and also not everyone they drop off they can have room to bring back no exactly hmm. so the problem they've got now is it's basically gone from a half hour service to an hourly service which might be okay at some time of the day or on a Sunday but rush hour and the problem we've got is there's children I didn't know that this was such a big issue because whenever I've applied uh, to schools We've just about got in at like less than a mile away. Hmm. But there are actually people in Northfield and Longbridge who are schools in Bromsgrove and Rubri as well. Rubri makes more sense because it's in the same district. But um, the problem is, is these kids can then get to school or get to Bromsgrove bus station for like 7.48 or something. And then they've got to wait till nine o'clock to get to school. So they've got an hour to, to kill. Or they can get the bus that helpfully gets them in about five past nine. So that's at the bus station. They've still got to get to the school. So that would be late for school every day. These weren't the kids that were throwing their trolleys oh, off. No, no, that would be an hour to kill. But you never know. They so, could get in trouble in that hour if they're just hanging around. Yeah, I don't think that would be a good excuse in court, would it? Not at all. But this is this And is why horrible did you throw me. trolleys down there? Well, that was because... There were no buses. Yeah, because there was no buses. But no good can come of this. It's, it's no horrible. No good can come of this. Now... There has been movement. The S45, which is a school service, has been adjusted um, and it now goes from Alfchurch to Bark Green and takes in a bit of Rednaught and a bit of Rubri, but it still leaves a problem for the North and Longbridge um, children. Um, talks are ongoing, apparently. Um, this is, As I say, this is the biggest response we've had to one issue for years. More than uh, 
2,000 words worth of letters. And if you have sent us a letter, thank you ever so much. If you still want to send us a letter, you can do so because we are passing all your thoughts and comments onto First Worcester because they're the ones who have the influence. They're the ones who can make the changes. I'm going to try and um, print out all the letters on our website because we're not going to have as great as the paper is we're not going to have enough space to print all these letters and i have weirdly i've had letters about other stuff as well this week like smart motorways and uh, and other things um so i thought you know i'd ask for letters on this and i've got letters on this but i've also got letters on and other have stuff you so our letters spoken to first worcester spoke to first worcester <laughs> we've got a comment from them their main problem is is that buses were going into birmingham and you know that main bit um by where the dome used to be, you know, where small book Queensway, the dome, <laughs> that then didn't have a dome, and then it used to be brilliant when it was dark. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it used to be brilliant when that. I digress, but when it had the actual dome, you remember the crystal maze? Mm. It looked like that, didn't it? Yeah, but without yeah. the glass in. Um, but we digress. I, w- I went to um, an event there a few weeks ago to see the Colts play. Ah, yeah. Were they good? They were really good. My friends dating the guitarist. Oh, there we are. So I felt like a real rock groupie. Yeah, yeah, backstage pass. (laughs) A bit like Wayne's World. So we go, when you go that bit there, that right turn going up towards New Street Station and Grand Central, as I like to call it these days, that's always chock-a-block. So what happens is, is the 144 goes up there, it's got to come back down that way, and then, of course, by the time it comes on on its journey back, it's well delayed. It's uh, you know I, I've waited for the one four four in in the morning to get to Bromsgrove, and I've got there for twenty past, and it hasn't come till like quarter to nine nine o'clock. So I can kind of see their reasoning there that they don't want to run so many buses into Birmingham. The other thing is is the pricing structure. Apparently, somebody was saying this. I don't know how true this is. Is set by um, National West Midlands National Express West Midlands, um, and obviously from once you get to Longbridge. You've got loads of buses that go along there. You've got these 63. I haven't caught a bus that way for a long time. Um, but you get loads of buses going along there. So the problem is, is the gap between Rubri and Longbridge, and that's just not really been serviced properly. So people are asking first if they wouldn't mind just doing the 144, maybe taking it through Longbridge, Northfield, and then maybe turning it back round, because I can't imagine there'd be anyone who would get a place in a Bromsgrove school not Bromsgrove School, but a Bromsgrove School mm. from Selly Oak because you just wouldn't get a catchment area like that. I can't think for a minute. But Northfield Longbridge is obviously happening. So mm. if they can just extend that route, just even at morning and night, they don't have to do it. They um, extend the route to Northfield and then whip it round. I'm not sure where they'd turn it round, but they, I'm sure they can find a way and then bring it back. A lot of parents are saying that would be a great solution. And other people are saying... It's difficult for them to get to work now before nine unless they want to be there an hour early, like the kids. Um, some people are going to have to change their work hours to start either earlier or later because a lot of people, when they come out of work as well, they've got another hour. If they miss the last one, they've got another hourly wait. Um, some people say some of their buses, buses are going to break down. Buses are going to get caught in, you know. And if that happens in an hourly service, you've then got two hours worth of passengers oh, on the same bus. Well, you won't know where you that will just go past. Um, other criticisms have been that um, the Salt Road route as a tourist destination 
um, wasn't marketed properly because they did that a couple, 18 months ago. They said, we're going to market the Salt Road because the road from Birmingham to Worcester, which this bus does, was the great road where the salt from Droitwich was taken to the big cities and then it was distributed. Somebody pointed out that the 11 bus in Birmingham, which is famous, well famous, because I think it's the longest orbital route in Europe, possibly the world. You know all these amazing facts, Tristan. (laughs) (laughs) So that goes all the way around Birmingham, and you could just literally sit on that on the same stop, and it'll just literally go round, and you could just go, there's an inner one and an outer one. And um, that's got its own guidebook. With like, so they're saying, why don't you do that for the Salt Road? Because obviously you've got Bromsgrove with the now making history. You could put a bit about that. Obviously Worcester's got, I don't know much about Worcester. Worcester's got um, stuff going on. You've got Droitwich with all its salt history and its heritage. And you've got, I mean, like the Black Cross, that's in Bromsgrove. That's, that was um, a coaching in, wasn't it, along that route? So there's loads of history you could put in and then you could market it. So I do accept that. They probably wouldn't accept that. Um, but they could market that better to get more because... You know, I've I've met people from inner city Birmingham areas and to get to Droitwich, they come to Droitwich and they're like, wow, or mm. Bromsgrove. And I'm not patronising people when I say that, but it is a beautiful town and you've got the canal network and you've got the salt heritage and you've got beautiful restaurants and pubs and, cl- and uh, shops and stuff. And people would spend a day in Droitwich um, if you live in and Birmingham Worcester and stuff. And, and Worcester. Yeah, that whole and, stretch. And, and Bromsgrove as well. So... I don't know why they don't market like that, but obviously the bus company, somebody else also said that probably because Worcester to Bromsgrove is their core hmm. passenger base. Um, other people have said they like to get the 144 above the 63 and stuff because their buses are cleaner. And um, we, we must say we haven't verified that, uh, just in case uh, National Express West Midlands are listening. Um, so, But they claim that. But what, um, what are Worcester first saying? What, what is their excuse? Why aren't they making all this happen? So they're saying that obviously it is going to be down to financial reasons. Mm. Um, I thought it was down. To, I thought it was subsidised, but apparently it's not. It's not subsidised. It is probably more economical for them to do Bromsgrove to Worcester than go from Worcester to Bromsgrove. And this is what they have said. They said when they actually get to probably like Longbridge and Northfield people aren't necessarily going to get on the the amount of ticket sales they probably get from there to Birmingham is probably not very high mm. because they've already got alternative routes that they're used to getting. Plus, the other thing about First Worcester is, is, is the 144 has limited stops. So people like that because you can get into town quicker. Mm. Town, when I say town, I mean Birmingham City Centre. Um, but obviously that probably doesn't pay them to go that stretch of the route. Got you. So, but... It could pay them to go to Northfield, which is another, what, two miles from Rubri or what have you, if that. They're um, going to have to sort so it they, out, They though. could do that. I mean, we're grateful that they did do the S45 and they have had some praise for that and, and, and acting quickly on that. But please, 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 our readers are saying just change this 144, just extend it a little bit to Northfield and it'll make such a difference to so many people. Um, a lot of people have said they're going to end up driving um defeats the object of the whole climate thing we've just been discussing um and as i say thanks for all your letters they've all been passed on to first and i'll continue to do that we will be printing as many as we can in the paper and i'll try and print them all online as well although it's not really as read friendly online because you're just scrolling through it but if you got if you're on public transport you might be on the 144 or if you're waiting for the next 144 which is now an hour you might you've got time to read these letters um so um yeah but don't forget if you want to get in touch editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk editor at droitwichstandard.uk 
www.tristan.co.uk. Yeah. Well, well, thank goodness we have you there, Tristan, to sort all these things out. Well, hopefully we're going to get this. This could be our first victory of 2020, couldn't it? <laughs> Although I think we had one the other week, which I can't, can't remember. But there you go. So that brings us to the end of the news. Let's have a look at the sports. It wasn't a good Saturday for sporting. They lost 3-0 at home to Colville. No, we need Jason Cowley back. <laughs> He's just been loaned out. <laughs> Has he? He's just been loaned out to Solihull Moors. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, but to be fair, you can't really say that because they got seven goals against Redditch the week before and then I think they've won eight, won three times this season. But, so we, but we were winning everything. Jason Cowley, he is a talented player. It would be mm. nice to see him back at the Victoria Grand. But then you'd have to st- drop someone then. Yeah, who's our big star? Now, I think I think there's more of a shared element though. Okay, you've got like Rich Gregory, and yeah, you know, and you obviously got the new the new strikers, and it's 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 been that's how you want it really. Because if, if you do rely on one person, I'm not saying Bromsgrove Sporting did rely on one person because they wouldn't be where they were relying on one person. But if you do rely on one person, then if that person gets injured, oh my god, there's a crisis on mm. there. So Bromsgrove Sporting they're still doing well. They're still top of the table. Um, they're one point above. Um, Tam- uh, Tamworth Tamworth have got three games in hand though so technically if they won them but though, to be fair I mean Bromsgrove was just when we had um, had them on the, the podcast they were saying this could be just a consolidation season and they just wanted to make sure they stayed in this division well they're top of the league so they could if they didn't go through automatically they could always go through the playoffs I'm sure a few Rousler fans wouldn't want the heart-stopping moments that we had last summer. Um, but it all, ended, it all ended on a good note, didn't it? So uh, we could do that again. Um, but that would be four promotions in a row, which would be amazing. And there'd only be a couple of divisions off the real football league then. So. Wow. Crazy. What we must say about Bromsgrove Sporting, though, is a big shout-out to the fans. They had 1,075 fans there last Saturday again they were top with regard to that level of football they get the most fans for that level and somebody has posted on Twitter for the four home games in 2020 three of the games were over a thousand fans and the other one which was Redditch on a Tuesday night a cold Tuesday night in January 944. Wow. So they've averaged easily over a thousand fans, which is amazing for this level of football to get these people. So well done to all, all the supporters who are getting behind them, and they will continue to do so. And hopefully, you never know, it could be at least a playoff place, um, maybe even top of the table if, if, if things go um, go our way um, at the end of the season. This Saturday, Banbury United, uh, eighth in the league, sporting a travel there on Saturday. So for the fans who are travelling, that's obviously better than. Uh, I can't remember where it is, St Ives is it or somewhere they've got somewhere in Cornwall or um, I can't remember or, or was it East Anglia one of one of the teams is miles away so good luck to the Rouslers there Droitwich Wellington Amateurs versus Droitwich it was top of the table clash second versus first it ended 3-3 Oh. It was away though for Droitwich, so they'll be probably feeling happier. Um, Connor Collins opened the scoring for the Salt Men. The hosts then scored two and led 2 1 at half time. Alex Dugmore got Droitwich back level at 2 2. James Lemon, he was sharp as ever. He got a spa 3 2 up. Never tore that pun. And uh, it uh, never looked enough though. This is what the reporter said who was down there. And he said the hosts equalised to make it 3 3 at full time. Probably a fair result on reflection. This Saturday, Droitwich have a week off. They'll be wanting to get... You see, Droitwich are in the opposite situation to Bromsgrove. They've got three games in hand. They're second and one point behind, so they are exactly in the um, opposite 
situation to Bromsgrove. So whereas Tamworth are one point behind with three games in hand, Droitwich are two. So if Droitwich win their three games in hand, they'll go top by eight points. So that'll be in a good position. And we all, as we say every week, Droitwich has got this new stadium pitch in the pipeline, so they need a, a nice level of football. Um, Droitwich have only played 14 games this season, so a week off is probably not what they want this week because they had that unlucky one the other week, didn't they, with the floodlight mm. failure and that oh, to they be were abandoned. Winning and they were winning 2 oh. 1, and yeah. the floodlight failure and that to abandon it with 10 minutes to go. Who, who do you support, Tristan, or do you have to be diplomatic and support them all? I do look out more for Bromsgrove and Droitwich. I'm a Birmingham City fan for my oh, sins, right. um, and uh, but I do on a Saturday, I if I'm at home, I'll be looking at the Blues score or listening to the Blues. And then I'll also be have Twitter on to... Uh, I'll be scanning through Twitter for the Bromsgrove and the Droidwich scores. Fantastic. So, yeah, I'll have to get down there. I'll have to, uh, I should take Chloe down, actually, because I took Chloe down Birmingham City and she's been there four times. And uh, she's she's seen straight wins. So oh, she might be the so, lucky. So yeah, you can get her down mascot. the blues and get her or get her down the sport in if you're <laughs> looking towards the end of the season. But good luck to Droitwich and Bromsgrove this weekend in the football. And that's all we've got time for for the news and sports. Thank you ever so much for listening. And um, we're gonna hopefully have a guest next week. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to get in touch about anything you've heard on here. Email editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, editor at droitwichstandard.co.uk. Remember, daily updates on our websites, uh, bromsgrovestandard and droitwichstandard.co.uk. And also, where is the conversation happening, I hear you say? Well, it's on our social media pages, so make make sure you're signed up to those as well. Like us or follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and we're on Instagram as well. So there's no excuse. You'll get the, every time there's stories updated on the websites, they always go to our social media pages, so they'll appear in your little news feeds. So when you're having a little break from that hard 24-7 working week, um, you can always have a look at what's going on in your local area. All that's left to say is have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time.